Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA. How you doing out there? I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you. Like I said, we got a couple guests on today's episode. Really looking forward to this one. I am uh, talking to Vixen drummer Roxy Petrucci, who uh, Vixen is coming to town here at the Regiland A, performing Sunday, July 9th at 8 p.m. They got them. We The radio station is literally the floor above the reg. So talking to Roxy right now, just above where she'll be performing uh, this weekend with Vixen. Roxy, how you doing? Anthony, I'm doing fabulous. How are you? Really good, really good. Looking forward mm-hmm. to talking to you, to having uh, Vixen here at the Reg in Jamestown. All of it. Oh, very, very we're excited. psyched. We're very psyched. I wish I could stay longer. I want to go visit Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I'm a big, I love Lucy fan. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. There is tons around here. If you get any kind of time, yeah, you will not. You'll yeah, be able to find all s- of them. I'm going to squeeze some time in between soundcheck and the gig. I think I can make it happen. <laughs> you know, that that actually kind of goes into a question I uh, wanted to ask you, you know, like with Vixen playing Jamestown upcoming, you know, I mean, obviously Vixen's been at it for so long. You've torn. I'm sure you have toured and seen all of the world by now. But do you still like this far in, like as far as I know, this is the first time Vixen plays uh, is playing Jamestown. I mean, this far in, do you still find yourself playing places that you've never performed before? Does that not happen as much now? Well, no, yeah, no, you're right. We haven't performed a few places. In fact, Australia is one we have not been to yet. Really? We were, yeah, we were supposed to go just before the band split up. And I'm like, damn, we couldn't have waited. <laughs> Let's go to Australia. Then you're going to split up. <laughs> but we're we're slated actually to go next year, so we're going to make that up. Um, yeah, I don't remember if we played Jamestown. I think I would have remembered that only because I'm such a Lucy fan. I would have made sure to go visit anything <laughs> Lucy. So, yeah, this will be a first for Vixen, I believe. I'm pretty sure. I don't think because when we toured with Ozzy, we went all over the place. But Jamestown, I don't think <laughs> we hit that. You know, and I don't think anyone will fault you if, uh, you know, thinking back throughout the years, again, you you have you have you have toured quite a bit. I don't think anyone will blame you if you forget a date or two. Oh yeah, I mean, a lot of it is a blur, and and it's funny because like uh, the girls and I would would talk about things that happened while we were on the road, and Cher would say the story, and I'd I'd look at her and I'd say, "Hey, was I there?" <laughs> yeah, you were there for that. And I would do the same. And, and Janet would say, I don't remember that. Was I there for that one? Yes, you were there for that. So it's it's just amazing. I mean, the memories that we had and we share, we still to this day, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But um, it's, it's just, I'm so grateful just to be able to be out there doing it again, especially now. I mean, we're talking 35 years later, we're still going. We're still rocking. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. In those, uh, you know, in those early days, like in the beginning, you know, talking about touring and stuff, because obviously being uh, in Los Angeles, it's one of those interesting things, because I feel like 
depending where you're at, getting out and hitting the road and touring is huge for bands. But at the same time, I mean, you kind of were at it. You were where probably most people wanted to be at the time. So I was kind of thinking about that. Like in the beginning, were you jumping to try to go hit the road and tour a lot? Or was Vixen, was that not like the top priority right away? Did you not like get into the band and just hit the road right away? Oh, as soon as I joined the band, the first thing we wanted to do was get some songs together, uh, get a demo together, hire a manager, and get a record deal so that we could tour and release a record. That was our goal. <clears throat> and um, we just, we were gung-ho. We we were not going to take no for an answer anywhere. I mean, the, the more they said that no to us, the more determined we were just to make this train run. And, and uh, it it happened fairly quickly once I joined, which was was surprising. Um, but it was the climate out there. I mean, it was 80s. And the 80s was the best time, as far as I'm concerned, to be out there doing rock and roll. I mean, Sunset Strip, and you had Poison, you had um, Quiet Riot, you know, you had Warrant and all these bands, and we were just all having a blast. But competition was fierce back then. But um, I think maybe, you know, being girls and – and uh, girls who could actually play and, and all that, you know, it helped a lot. And we had great songs and we had a really good manager. And, um, you know, it, there was no stopping us. The rest is history. Do you, uh, you know, like in those early days of touring, do you recall, like, I guess a part of a country that like seemed maybe a city, I don't know if a specific city, part of part of the United States or whatever, where like they seemed like it like it clicked the most was there a place do you remember like when you guys started touring and playing out where like it was it was maybe like the first one where like you got really really good reception like they just they understood it when they saw you oh i think the first time we showcased the band at the troubadour in la oh nice we had yeah yeah we put flyers up everywhere because that's what you did back then we didn't have the internet we didn't have all this stuff going on now so you had to physically go out at night make these flyers and just staple them to all the telephone poles and anything you could. And I mean, we didn't know how we were going to do, but we played the troubadour and I swear to God, there was a line that went all the way around the block and David Lee Ross showed up. Kevin nice. DeBro showed up. Everybody who was anybody showed up to the show and we just like rocked the place. And from then on, it was, it was really, you know, it was pretty, pretty quick but i'll tell you trying to get a record deal was not easy like we won over the fans and the critics i guess you want to call them um but when it came to shopping our demo our manager ran into a lot of brick walls really and yeah they would be like well we already have a girl band on our roster or we already have lita ford Oh, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Just like one, like a, we have one. Yeah, we already have a, a girl band, or we have a girl singer, or, and we're just like, it was just, it was just. It's like, well, listen to the songs. We had great songs, and it was just very bizarre to me, to us. But um, uh, Manhattan Records signed us, which turned into EMI, and we were off and running. I mean, um, you know, we had Richard Marks write our single, which definitely helped. Edge of a Broken Heart. That song is just amazing. And to this day, I mean, I must have played that song a million times. I still love playing that song. It's such a good song. It, it Never really, get tired of it. It really is a great song. And yeah, I mean, I was I was actually I wanted to ask you that, like with that song and that first record, because if I'm not mistaken, that came out in eighty eight, which would be this would be the thirty five uh thirty fifth anniversary of that record, if I'm not mistaken. 
Correct. Do Correct. You- yeah. When well, what happened was we we were done recording the album, and uh, I think either the record company or our manager, somebody said, you know, we still need that one song that's just going to take this thing off the, over the edge, right? And uh, Richard Marks was managed by our manager, Alan Kolbeck, at the time. And I think Richard came to see us play, and he really dug the band. And he came up with the riff, uh, the music for Edge of a Broken Heart. And like last minute, Janet was in there ready to record it. And he says, we need lyrics. And they called up B. Wable. B. Wable came in, and he wrote those lyrics in like minutes. Wow. And that song, yeah, that song just really was meant for us. We when we when we put it together in the rehearsal, it just felt so comfortable and organic for us, you know. And it really turned out to be the the, the signature sound for Vixen. That uh, it was. We owned it. We took that song and we owned it. That that like first record and recording that and everything. I mean, because it, it, you're doing your debut album. Like, were you all able to? Were you able to kind of enjoy that recording experience, or was it? Or was it a little more? This is always interesting because I kind of get both from. I get both from artists. Sometimes that debut recording it, it's amazing. It's your first time in a real studio. Like you're working with all these people, but other times it's extremely, extremely stressful. And like, it's almost something you don't get to enjoy in the moment. You know, how, how was kind of the recording process of that first album? It was the latter. (laughs) 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 It was not the most enjoyable. I mean, we loved the people we were working with, but the, the pressure was on us and maybe a little overboard. And just to be so perfect, you know, because we were a girl band. I mean, not only did, you know, you have to play great, look great, but you had to be beyond great, you know. And and the record company was just getting, you know, way too anal, I think. And uh, we just, it was it was rough going in, in the studio. And, you know, we were very nervous. I mean, when you're in the studio, it's like you're, you're naked, you know. You're playing and you don't hear anything back. The people are being in the console and the, the console area where they're mixing. Oh yeah. And you're playing and you're and you look at nobody says anything and you're going, Oh, did I suck? <laughs> What's going was that bad? <laughs> you know? But but yeah, they were it was a little it was a little rough, but we got through it. We did learn from it. Um second record, we vowed not to do that again. We wanted to have a little <laughs> we wanted more say and more writing, which we did. And I think the second album just as good as the first oh yeah in my opinion yeah you know i think it sounds a little more it's a little a little has a little more edge to it a little more rocking um i and i I loved uh randy nicholas produced it and he did a really really good job um making it you know bringing out the vixen bringing out vixen's harder edge (laughs) it's still sounding like vixen it's kind of interesting like with that too because i feel like the whole like recording experience and all that. Cause I was going to ask you too, if on the second record it got any easier, but I wasn't entirely sure because you had a lot of success on that first one where you go, maybe the second one would be, which it does. It sounds like it got easier, but you never know. Cause then you had the stress of your, you do your debut. There's that's always stressful. But then when the debut actually does well and it sells records, now you have that stress on the next one. All right. You got to beat that one. And you're like, <laughs> Oh, you know, the, the bar has been raised, but uh, I think we did a, we did a, good job doing that you know and we were proud of it and uh you know we toured on that we toured with um scorpions and deep purple oh nice on that, on, yeah on that record it was uh wow it was an experience of a lifetime unbelievable i mean we we really had the opportunity we toured with some heavyweights with kiss and uh you know ozzy even eddie money our first tour was with eddie money oh, really? Was really sweet yeah yeah that was really cool it was fun 
That's he was right. a cool guy. And uh, then we, we went straight to to uh, Ozzy, and then we went to Europe, did Scorpions. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm backwards. <laughs> well, we did Ozzy in the States, and then we went to Europe and did Scorpions and Deep Purple. Ooh. Went Scorpions for three months and then hopped on the Deep Purple for another three, four months. I don't know. We were always on the road, though. <laughs> we were we, we toured a lot. And back then, you know, you got in a tour bus, and you just went. We were like a family. We were like the Griswolds. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of those things where you kind of knew what you were doing like a year in advance? You could almost look and go, oh, it looks like I'll be playing like th- wherever in, in, you know, Iowa on this day, like seven months ago. Oh, yeah. From we now. had itinerary. They, they had itineraries for us. We had books, and it would tell us where our tour was because we had an agency that booked the band. And of course, we were pushing our album. So we were planning on being out for a good couple of years. And when you're not playing with, let's say, the nights off, uh, say we were out with Ozzy and we had a couple nights off, we'd play ourselves in a club or something. So we did we did things like that. And then when we weren't touring, we would be doing promotional tours, doing radio. Let's say we'd come to WRFA and schmooze you guys <laughs> <laughs> to play our song. <laughs> you know, it was it was it was fun. We had a really good time really good time now we're we're weekend warriors we're still playing a lot but we're flying everywhere Ooh, that's a that'd be a little nicer uh i guess it depends though if you like the road no i you know what i'll take the bus really because because flying can be stressful nowadays you know i mean it's it you know unless you have your own jet oh yeah (laughs) you know we're flying a lot and um the equipment the production is already there we don't travel with our own equipment just guitars and immediate you know things like that, but the amps and the drums, I just you you give them your specs and then they they supply it. Oh, so wow. I'm not even playing on my same kit. I'm not my kit is here in Michigan. Really? I don't travel with that. But if we were to hop on a tour, let's say, um, you know, let's say Aerosmith took us out or something, I'd bring my drums and is, we'd get a bus. Is that like kind of is that like ever? Is that odd at all? Like switching them up, like because I know some people and and really drums are kind of interesting because I know I know I've like talked to different people. I'm, I play bass. I mean, I know I have you know I like I have my bass that I like to play. You have your specifics. People people like what they like playing on. Does that ever is it ever weird switching up drums all the time and not sticking to the same kit from you know show to show? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very, it is, but I have to go up there and I make sure before showtime that everything is where I need it to be. And then, uh, you know, everything gets tightened down and they know my specs, so they know the sizes. They, but I have to position them where I want them. Yeah, I do that. Part. So that, you know, because, you know, if, if anything is off just by like an inch, I'll just crack my finger or I'll hit <laughs> something. You know, it's just very uh, just like a bass player. You, you're used to the same strings, right? Yeah. You play something different and it's just like, oh, this feels horrible. This doesn't feel right. I'm not playing right. You know, it just throws you off your game. So things have to be exactly where I need them to be. So it's a, let me tell you, it's a lot of fun, but it's still work. (laughs) You know, we still have to work it, but it's, you know, getting on stage makes it all worth it. And we're still drawn. Like our fans are so loyal. I just love them. You know, even through the member changes, we we've got really loyal fans and they're just showing up and they love this lineup and they're supporting us. And I just dig that. Like, you know, yeah. it's just awesome. It's just awesome. That's what keeps me going. The, they keep me going. There is something to say, I mean, to, you know, have the band going this long. And I mean, 
we're, we're sitting here talking about your debut coming out 35 years ago. You're coming to, and I mean, on top of Jamestown, I mean, it does. It looks like you're touring all over this summer. I mean, yes, we are. And we're going to um, Germany in August to play Wacken Festival. And then we're playing the uh, festival in Sweden. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we're hitting we're hitting some big ones. And uh, then coming back here, and we have a, a – July is full. August is filling up. i got some dates in um, September, and I know um, December 1st we're going to Mexico and playing this death metal thing. Really? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it is, but, yeah, we're, we're going to have to pull out our heavy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really – drop tuning can, that day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. I mean, we, we – Actually, in this set, we have a little medley of uh, Rush, Black Sabbath, and White Snake. Ooh, it's, pretty, it's very cool. You'll see. You're coming, right? Yeah. You're gonna bring us. You're bringing us on, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Looking, it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be a really. I think it's gonna be a really fun show. I mean, excited to. Uh, again, as far as both of you and I know, your first time in Jamestown. We'll find out. We'll yep. find out later. There'll be someone who who knows that. Yeah, factoid. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. I hope so because you know what. Lot, what we do too is after our show, um, if the venue allows it, we go out to the merchandise table and we sign. Oh, we nice! Just, we'll sign autographs. We talk to the fans. We want to be out there. We want to be face to face with them. So um, what happens is a lot of them will come and say, "Hey, I saw you with Ozzy. I saw you." And they'll just these random clubs that I I forgot about, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Then they'll show us these pictures. Uh, just photos from the past and i just love that and then even some special uh memorabilia that came out you know special vixen um picture discs there's things some things i never even saw before and i was like hey i didn't get one of those (laughs) (laughs) how did you nail that but um yeah so so that's enjoyable right there just to meet these people and then you just look at them go you, you know, and, the, and some of them look young. I'm going, wait a minute. What were you, 12? <laughs> you came to see us? <laughs> oh, my mom brought me. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And now they bring their kids. It's like good parenting. They're turning their kids on to some good music. Yeah, they are. They're doing their job. They're doing their job. Turn them oh, on to the, the good age stuff. Is, the age runs the gamut. We have young. We have, um, you know, middle age. We have, I don't even want to say any. Age doesn't matter. But it's, it's, it really, it's just amazing to see some of the young kids that are coming to see us play. No, nah. they they're totally digging it, and I just love that. It's exciting. It, it I mean, it, it really is. Again, and, and and again, kudos to you and you know the rest of Vixen. It's not it is not easy going that long. I mean, as you you know, not every single band. I'm sure there's a lot of bands you can remember uh, playing with early on that are not still doing it right now. Are not are not yeah, touring or playing. Yeah, yeah. And then you know they just year year after year they just start dropping out or members start dropping out or changing i mean you know priorities change and life happens and it's like they can't do that and, and it's it's not as lucrative as it used to be either so you got to really you know watch it when you're we're tour- touring and stuff so it's a whole different ball game but you know it's just the love of music that keeps it going and and you know i can make a living at it so i'm i'm happy about that not a bad way to do it not a bad way at all i mean again yeah. We got we got you performing here at the Reg Sunday July 9th. Um, what else? You know, we we want to send people now. I mean, we can get tickets on uh, reglinay.com and stuff. But how about the band? You know, where uh, is Vixen online? Can we send people? Oh yeah, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a website. Don't tell me. I, I don't know what they are. But oh, I won't throw you <laughs> on the spot there. that much. <laughs> they're, they're Vixen official. Whatever you'll find us. We're all over the place. Just 
you know, even put our names in there and it'll just show up. But yeah, we're definitely on Instagram. We all have our own pages too, but there's Vixen Official, there's Vixen Official on uh, Facebook. And then uh, we're updating our new site and we have a new single coming out. We're hoping by the end of July, if not, it'll be early August and a new video. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're psyched. Very I think, nice. I think you're going to dig it. It's, it's, pr- it's pretty driving. I'm I'm excited to hear it. I was gonna I mean I was gonna ask you too. I mean, yeah, we still have a second half of uh twenty twenty three. It sounds like Vixen's gonna be pretty active the rest of the year. Yeah, oh yeah, we plan on it. We don't have any plans of slowing down. So keep up with us. <laughs> very nice, very <laughs> nice. Roxy, I mean, great talking to you, really, really fun. Again, Vixen Live at the Regilin A Sunday, July 9th. Show starts at eight PM. Anything else we should tell the people before we go? Anything else we missed? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered it. I just want them to come follow us and come, you know, come to our shows, come say hi. We're very uh, personable. Each each member, we just, we're really, really, I don't know, we just love it. We, and, and you'll see it when you when you come see us play because this, even on stage, we're just all looking at each other. We're just having a blast. You know, we're just having so much fun. And I think it's translating to the, the audience too. We want you to come and have a good time. It's back to the, like the 80s. Forget your troubles. Come out to a rock show and just have a blast. Very nice. That's very what rock nice. and roll is about. That's what rock and roll is about. I mean, if you weren't if you weren't sold already, I think Roxy, you just sold it there. It's a good. It's gonna be a good show. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be rocking. It's gonna be a good show. We're giving it our all. We're gonna rev it up. Give it all you got. Rev it up. Nice, nice. Well, again, okay. it is. We got Vixen live at the Reg. I, uh, I'm Anthony Merchant here talking to Vixen drummer Roxy Petrucci. We will be back with more in just a second. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA.